Hey, what's up, Creekside? Hope everybody's doing good. Hope you are surviving the craziness that's going on. I'm super excited to be with you again this morning. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I do want to give you some updates. So I did get final word from the uh, Paulding County Parks and Recs Department. So since we meet in a uh, public building of theirs, um, we are not allowed to gather in that facility for the month of March as of right now. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, we will continue to do these digital services. Uh, we will be posting these on all social media, also on our YouTube channel. And then what we're doing is going to make these available for what's called a YouTube watch party. So if you want to actually tune in live, then you can. We can interact that way with comments and things like that. Um, so that option will be available. I also want to talk about uh, generosity and then a, uh, just a generosity initiative that we have happening right now. So kind of the cool thing is, is since we're not meeting, we have actually freed up some funds that we normally would be paying for uh, our rent for the facility. So what we want to do, we've already started the process. We actually met this past week with the uh, head counselors at Burnt Hickory Elementary and also McClure Middle. And then we've got some connections at the high school as well. But what we're doing is, is for kids that are normally on the free lunch program, we've got um, donations coming in for those. We also have a fund on our online giving. Uh, there's a drop down that says student, fun, uh, student food fund. Um, so if you wanted to give specifically to that, you can. Or if you want to just continue to give to our general fund, uh, we are using some of that money to actually go towards this opportunity. And then we also have people in our church that have already reached out that are either having a hard time with um, some work and bills and things like that. So obviously we don't have a ton to help with that, but the more you're generous, the more that we come together and give, uh, we can help as many people as possible. So please stay engaged, be generous. Um, let's not pull back in a season like this because people are really looking uh, to the church to help. So we would love to be able to do that. Um, I want to talk about groups for a second as well. Um, so we are going all things digital for groups. Um, it's pretty much mandatory now that they don't want people gathering 10 people or less, or I'm sorry, 10 people or more. Um, so we just want to honor that. But man, with technology, it's actually really cool. Me and Leilani hosted our group this past Sunday night, uh, had an amazing time uh, via Zoom. So people really interacted and it was really awesome. So we'll have that available. We've already contacted all of our group leaders. Uh, they're ready to go. We've also got a few new groups ready to start. So if you're not in a group, man, we need you to join a group. This is really going to be uh, what our church is going to look like over the next few weeks. And honestly, uh, what we hope it looks like forever, because we have a heartbeat for discipleship. We want everyone to engage with community. Um, and so we've got some really unique ways of, of doing that, especially in this season with the, the technology. Uh, the way you can sign up for a group is you go to um, your Apple or Android store or Google store or whatever your device is, and you can get a, a, an app called Church Center. It's an amazing resource. This is actually how we do all things Digital Connect. So there's our Digital Connect card, all of our events with any kind of registrations on there. Um, we have online giving available there, our website available there, and then all of our groups. There's a group tab. If you click groups, you can actually look through all of our lists, both adults and students, because our student groups are going to be uh, going digital as well. 
So if you're uh, sixth through 12th graders not in a group, sign them up as well. Go find their group based on their age and gender and sign them up for that. And then same thing with adults. It's got a digital map where you can see where they're located, find one that's close to you, and we're going to continue to onboard people into those communities. That's really how we're going to stay connected. So if you're not in a group, make sure and sign up for a group. Uh, a couple more things, uh, or actually just last thing before we jump into the message. Um, Thursday nights, we're going to be hosting uh, a, a digital prayer meeting, basically. So there's this really cool uh, product named Zoom. This is how we do a lot of our digital calls. They allow us to come together up to, I think, 100 people or something like that. So it's wide open for anybody who wants to join us. But on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., we're just going to all get together. We're going to have kind of a small little Devo time. Um, and then it actually allows us to break into smaller digital rooms where we're going to have leaders over each room to just facilitate a prayer time where we can pray and interact for one another, pray and, and just beg God to move on behalf of all the churches, all the communities, all the, the jobs, the sick. I mean, just all this um, craziness that's happening. We just need to really tap into the power of prayer. So join us um, on Thursday nights at 7. Um, we'll keep doing that as long as we, we need to. So this time I want to jump in. We're continuing in our series called Jesus. Uh, for the past six weeks, uh, we've been walking through the life of Jesus, just looking at how he has interacted with people, uh, things he said, places he went, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, we want to be Christ's followers. So we need to know who he is. We need to know what he said, what he said about himself, where he went, and how he interacted with people. So we're in actually week seven, and I wanted to to open up, just giving you a little backstory, because I, I want to create a little tension that I felt as a church planter. So many of you know our church is only a little over six months old. We, we launched back in September. And I remember, so for me, I started full-time as the lead pastor at Creekside back in January of 2019. And I remember just that season where we were prepping and planning for all of these things. So we had a ton of money that we needed to raise. I was going to like church plant schooling through like Stadia, through our local network. I mean, I was just being schooled on all things church planning. I had to come up with our name, our location. Uh, we had to build our budgets. We had to build our uh, systems and processes. We had the management team with Stadia was taking care of all of our 501c3 stuff and like incorporations. And, you know, again, there was just this massive behind the scenes stuff that we were getting prepared to do. And then we had our launch team that we needed to build. So we were recruiting many of you um, to come. We were talking through discipleship. We were meeting once a week. We were trying our best to just, hey, let's get this thing established and lay a really good foundation for who we were going to be in the future. There was also a company called Church on Wheels that we hired to come and consult us for all of our layout of the building, all of our signage, all of our music equipment, all of our coffee stuff, check-ins. I mean, everything we own basically fits in a 24-foot trailer uh, that we unpack and, and set up and tear down every, every week whenever we're gathering normally. And so that was just a crazy process. And I remember in that season... Um, just feeling the weight of just all this newness. And yeah, it was exciting. And we're building teams and people were, were giving and we were raising funds. And it was just really, really cool. But there was also like this just new weight to 
church and um, being an entrepreneur and trying to build something from the ground up. And I mean, we were just running really, really hard to get this ready. And we had a couple of prayer and worship nights. Um, there was a, a local church that was gracious enough to let us use their, their place on Sunday night. So we did a couple small gatherings, had some really cool intimate moments. But, but I remember one Saturday right before, it was a couple weeks before we launched, we did uh, Church on Wheels training. So they came out and they showed us all of our equipment, how to unload everything. So we like unloaded, set everything up, tore everything down, loaded it back up, unloaded it. Like we just did this all day long. And I remember everybody, man, we were working so hard. Half the crowd was like confused. We were overwhelmed. I mean, it was just a really hard day. And like, you know, it was a little discouraging, but it was also exciting because we're like opening up all of our new toys and all this stuff. But it, it was interesting. So the, the next day, we had our first, uh, what we called preview services. And I remember we were setting everything up. Uh, we got everything in place, all of our flags, all of our digital stuff, all of our sound equipment, our lights. I mean, we had everything set up. And I remember like half of our stuff wasn't working. Uh, and we got to the point where it's like time for me to get on stage to preach. And we were messing with everything right up until the last minute. And I'll be honest with you, my head space was like, not in a good place. I was like nervous. I was, you know, frustrated, all these different things. And I remember getting up to preach for my very first preview launch service. And all I was thinking was, I can't wait to get off the stage because it just felt awkward. I felt anxious. I was still thinking about the fact that the spotlights weren't even on me and just all of these things. And I remember after that service, when we were done, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, I really missed out on today, you know, like I was just busy, I was anxious, I was thinking about all the details and all the, the setup and all the equipment and all the things that was going on, and I really missed an opportunity of worship, if I'm just brutally honest and confess that. I missed the opportunity to be excited for what God was doing, to open up His Word, to, to recognize that the Spirit of God was present, to recognize the, the, the beauty of everything, even in the, the things not working right, the fact that we had toys to play with and we had this beautiful facility. I just, I just again, if I'm honest, I just missed a moment. I didn't get to spend quality time with Jesus. I didn't really enjoy the process, and I really kind of felt convicted after that. And so, what felt like a train wreck in that moment was actually just a really cool after-the-fact moment for me and Jesus to just process some things. And God began to really speak to me. And I think there's a story in Scripture that I want to share today where you're going to feel some of that same tension. We're in a season right now with all the craziness going on where we, we totally feel this tension. And so I want to open up our Bibles if you have your Bibles, and we'll have the, the Scriptures um, on the bottom of the screen as well. But we're in Luke chapter 10, and this is a really short passage that I'm going to share this morning, uh, but I think there's some really deep, profound things that really will connect where we're at in this season of our church. So if you're in your Bible, it's Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read verse 38 through 42. It says, Now, as they went on their way, this is talking about Jesus and his crew, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up and, he, and she went up to him, talking about Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious 
and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I love this story because think about this. Okay, Jesus is in town. You believe he's the Messiah. You've heard about the things he's doing. He's healed the sick. He's healed the broken. Like the, the Jewish people believed God showed up, right? And so they were literally excited he's in town. There's this woman named Martha sees Jesus. Hey, come into my house. We've prepared a meal for you. Would love to interact with you. Invite your friends, your disciples. You guys come on into my house. So so think about Martha for a second. She's that busybody kind of person. She's that producer. She's that servant. She was the one that was making sure everything was perfect. I, I can just imagine she's scrubbing dishes. She's getting the kitchen ready. She's making sure every pillow is fluffed and everything is in line. She's tucking socks under the bed that she missed last minute because Jesus is in my living room. And so she's working her tail off, making sure dinner's on the stove, making sure the drinks are ready, that the ice is refilled. Probably didn't have ice. This was a long time ago. But you get the point. She's literally hosting this thing. And I believe with all my heart that Martha, the Marthas of the world, man, we need Marthas because they're the ones that get things done. They're the ones that have that endurance to just push and serve and do all these things. But it's interesting. She sees her sister, Mary, and says she's sitting at Jesus's feet. And it says she's just talking with Jesus and listening to him teach and interacting with him on a deep, personal way. And so Martha looks across the room and she's like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting here doing it. And you can just hear her like talking to herself. And she probably let it go for a second and then went and did something else and then came back in. And still she's just sitting there giggling and laughing. And finally, she had enough. She said, Jesus, are you kidding me? Like, I'm doing all this work. I'm serving like crazy. And my sister's just going to sit there and like giggle with y'all. Like, can you tell her to help and like get up and come and help me? And little did she know how Jesus was going to respond. She assumed, obviously, how bold that she was coming, that Jesus was going to be on her side, that Jesus was going to say, hey, Mary, you probably should get up and help. Like, it's not fair that your sister's doing all the work. Like, hey, come back and we'll chat in a minute. Go do your thing. But that's not what Jesus said at all. Jesus literally calls Martha out in that moment. And he says, Martha, um, man, you're stressed. You're anxious. You're, you're doing a lot of things, and, and, and Mary's just really sitting here with me. And to be honest with you, like, I'm here. I came to fellowship with you. I haven't got to talk to you at all, but, but Mary's actually doing the better thing. And so I'm not going to rob her of this experience of simply just being with me. And so I bet just Martha was taken back in that moment because she was totally expecting Jesus to have her back. She was totally expecting Mary to hop up and say, hey, get the point. We've got things to do. But I think there's a really, really deep lesson in this. And and, and again, when I think about church planting, when I think about even our Western American culture of how we do church, man, we've got a lot of things to do. And, and, And hear me on this before I even go any further. I love our corporate gatherings. 
I love to create environments that are welcoming to people, especially people that are maybe far from God, that are just maybe coming to hear about Jesus for the very first time. I love good music. I love the mooding of the lighting. I love communion to be nice. I love our coffee to look good, our kids area. I mean, we branded our thing. Like It looks really, really good. And I take pride in that. We all do. We've got some gifted people that have helped put this stuff together. But if we make it about serving we're going to really miss the point. And I believe for, for Martha, if you really think about it, she was doing a lot for Jesus. What she wasn't doing was just being with Jesus. You see, she was serving and doing. Mary was just being. Mary was just taking this opportunity of like, Jesus is in the room. Nothing else matters. I want to hear from him. I want to laugh at him. I want to be as close to him as possible. And, and for us, when we think about this, are we, are, are we just doing things? Are we just serving? Are we just trying to get to the next thing and making sure that everything is, is right and perfect? And sometimes, like me, that first launch or pre-launch message, I missed it because Jesus was in the room. The Holy Spirit of God was present. His word was in the room. The Holy Spirit, prayer, His people, His very body, the church was in the room. And I was thinking about drapes and spotlights and are people going to show up for launch? And is our marketing working? And are people following us on Facebook? And I mean, I was the Martha in that moment, just going down the list of all these things. And like Martha, I could just hear Jesus after that service like, hey, Greg, you're anxious you're, you're worried about a lot of things. You're, you're serving and doing a lot of really good things. But you need to just be with me. You need to just sit with me. You need to just listen to me, actually have intimate times with me because I'm here. And I'm not maybe always going to be here. So like when I'm here and when you gather and when it's this way, like, man, really take advantage of that. And so I think for us as a church, what I love about the season that we're in is we're actually forced to slow down. Because we're not gathering, we're not setting up the flags, we're not, you know, setting up the parking team and getting the host team in place and making coffee and setting up the kids check in and making sure all of our branding signs are in place and making sure the building is clean and the lights are up and the stage is set and the sound is just right and everyone's in place like we don't have to do any of that. We can't do any of that. And so the serving the church option right now doesn't even feel like an option. But that doesn't mean that the presence of God isn't here. That doesn't mean that the mission is still the same. That doesn't mean that we can't connect with Jesus and connect with one another and serve one another on a whole nother level. You see, I believe that if we really pray through this, if we really connect on a really deep level, I think God is actually teaching some of us, especially the Marthas that like me at times. Maybe you connect with Martha, maybe you connect with Mary, but really, man, we fall in that Martha syndrome all the time, especially when it comes to church. Because I know a lot of us, man, we get tired. I don't know about you guys, but Sundays are an exhausting day for me. But it's because we're busy and we're doing a lot. And again, it's really good stuff. But we always have to keep in mind of what is the reason for what we're doing. The fact is, is we're trying to be in the presence of God. We're trying to be in His very presence. And so my challenge for us, Creekside Church, 
is are we going to quit just serving the church and are we going to start being the church? You see, there's a big difference in being versus doing. Being a Christian, being with Jesus, being in his presence, being in his word, being with God is very different than just doing and doing and doing. Although there's a lot to do. There's a mission at hand. There's a gospel to be spread. There is love to share. There is things that we need to do. But I really believe in this season, if we will press into God, press into one another, and learn how to be the church, like truly serve, let's continue to give. Let's continue to love and connect, and let's continue to fund what God's doing, because just because some virus is plaguing this earth, that does not mean that Jesus isn't still the king. does not mean that there are people that need to hear the good news that God loves them and that God came and that God lived and that God died and that God rose from the dead so that we can be called the children of God. That's why Jesus came. That's why he saved us to come together collectively as the church that no matter what our gatherings look like, that we're to love him with all of our heart. We're to love one another and love our neighbor more than we love ourselves. And then he's commissioned us to go into the world preach the gospel, make disciples, love one another. So I love this season because it's forcing us to kind of rethink and maybe have a paradigm shift a little bit. It's forcing us to get into small groups. It's forcing us to really relate and pray on a whole nother level. And I believe that God's going to teach us something in this season so that when all this craziness passes by, when we get back into our beautiful facility and can do all these things that we do, we're not going to forget, man, but there's, there's something more. It's all about being with Jesus. It's all about connecting with people. It's all about deeply loving one another. Because the reality is, even right here, right now, we have everything we need. We have the gospel message that Jesus loves us, that Jesus came to rescue us, that Jesus died and he rose from the dead. We have the Holy Spirit of God that is physically inside all those who have called upon the name of Jesus. We have the word of God that we open up and we read. We have this powerful gift called prayer where God has asked his people to engage and believe that we can move mountains together. We have faith. We have family. We have community. We have everything we need. We don't need facilities. We don't need all those things. We're going to leverage all those things in their right place and in their right time. But in this season, I pray that we would press in, that we would be like Mary, that we would just sit at his feet and just bask in his presence, laugh with him, cry with him, tell him the things you need. And then like everyone gathering in that room, they were just collectively seeking Jesus. That's what the church is. That's the opportunity that we have. That's the beauty of the season that we're entering in. So again, we can take this one of two ways. We can get fearful. We can be anxious. We can have faith you know, all over the place. Or we can press into community. And we can trust in all the things that we have and we can believe and we can really press on because the world is frantic right now. They are anxious and fearful. But what we have is Jesus. What we have is the gospel. So let's spread the love. 
Let's do everything we can digitally or whatever it takes. Let's be more creative in this season than we've ever been. I believe creative things are happening in all of our minds and hearts of how to continue to to move on. And I love what God is doing. So if you will, will you just press in with me? Will you pray with me? Will you stay engaged and really believe that this might be one of the most fruitful seasons that we've ever seen because God is moving and I just want to be a part of what he's doing. So let's pray, and I want to ask for you to join us in that. And then I I just, again, say, stay connected with us. Stay engaged. Keep giving. Keep doing all that we can so that we can help our community. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love. God, thank you for all that you're doing. God, thank you for this season. God, I believe that you're moving in a mighty, mighty way. God, I know that there's a lot of people that are hurting, and I pray, God, for healing for the sick. I pray, God, for miracles and supernatural things to happen. God, I believe that this pandemic that is going over the globe, I believe that if we, the people of God, would have a pandemic of prayer, that we could just bathe the entire earth and it would spread like a virus, that your hope would spread, that your gospel would spread, that the truth of who you are would spread all over this globe. So God, heal the sick, provide for those who are in need. Give us supernatural peace where we're just freaking out or or maybe needing things. I mean, we've got real jobs and real homes and real things that we need to take care of. So Holy Spirit, just move in a mighty way. God, we need you in this season. Help our people to be supernaturally united, God, that we would stay engaged, stay together to live out what you've called us to do. Let us trust in the basic fundamentals of what you've given us. You've given us the gospel. You've given us your word. You've given us your spirit and you have invited us into a life of prayer. So God, let us do that in faith. Unite us in a supernatural way. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll do this again next week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We'll continue um, to keep updates with communications on a weekly basis, um, sometimes even every other day. So we're going to be very, very active. If you need anything, reach out to us at any time. And hey, as you go um, today or wherever it is that you're going, if you're sitting in your house, Um, Just know that you have a purpose. You have a plan. Um, God has a plan. God is with you. Don't be fearful. Um, Lean into Jesus, and I think we're going to do great things. So like we always say here at Creekside, you are sent.